welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. In today's episode, Hierarchy of Virtual, we'll uncover how you can differentiate yourself from the competition and potentially increase your revenue per event by creating levels of service offerings. Are you ready? Let's get started. On today's segment of Voices of Experience, we have Andrew Tarvin, LOL. He's the world's first humor engineer. He combines his background in computer science and engineering with his experience as a stand-up and improv comedian. Very interesting fact about Andrew, he's given over 75 virtual events since March 1st. Thank you so much for joining us today, Andrew. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. So with you doing over 75 virtual events since March, I think it's amazing that you have a very unique perspective on our topic today, which is the hierarchy of events. And and you've actually kind of created your own hierarchy of different levels of virtual experiences we can get. Is that correct? That is, that's correct. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to some clients as well as to some bureau contacts and, and we realized that you can have a very different experience of what I maybe call a virtual keynote, someone else. It's really kind of more like a traditional old school webinar or what is kind of a live pre-recorded thing that's presented as kind of live uh, is very different than just talking over slides, et cetera. So realize at least for me, the engineer background is like, I want to create a, a taxonomy or organization so that we at least have an understanding of what we're talking about when we talk about these different type of virtual experiences. Now, what I love about this is that sometimes our clients come to us knowing what they need right now in terms of virtual experiences, but Andrew, because this is so new to many, they, they don't even have the terminology. So it sounds like you're almost giving them this, this beautiful menu where they, they can kind of choose what level they're looking for. Exactly. And that's, and that's part of it because I think that, you know, we're, like you said, we're so new into this space and most people, when they think of virtual experiences, they think of the old school webinar. They think of either, you know, that university professor who shares their screen and then just drones on and on and on over slides that they're reading to you. Or they think of the webinar model where people are selling you things where it's like, you know, that's a popular kind of sales and nothing against that as a sales technique where it's like the whole thing is you get people to come to your webinar, you talk for 45 minutes, you do a little bit of Q&A, and then you sell someone into your mastermind or group coaching or whatever. All of those perfectly suitable virtual experiences, but that's what people have in mind. And so... I wanted to create a way to distinguish between something like that and no, this is meant to help to have an actual virtual keynote event. So if you're not having an in-person event, say, hey, you can still have a very compelling, very engaging, very value-driven presentation that is going to actually have an impact on your organization. And that's different than what you're used to seeing before. Hmm. So, you know, I think one of our main goals for this episode, Andrew, is we're going to use your levels, use your hierarchy as an example. And everyone listening, they can take from this what they want. You know, they might decide they need three levels or four levels. But with that in mind, how many levels do you have in your hierarchy? I have five. Uh, And because I'm an engineer, they start at 
base zero. So uh, we start at zero level accounting, right? Because uh, that's what we do as engineers. Right. And also because tier zero is is kind of the worst of the worst that you think of. It is like, as I mentioned, it is someone just, you know, going into do, to Zoom, sharing their screen. They're doing the turtle, what I call the turtle, where like they're, it's only showing the bottom or the top half of their head because the rest of it is just headroom above them. Or they're doing what I call the Batman, which is because they're only showing the bottom half of their face they are backlit they're using the built-in audio on their computer the built-in video there's clutter and everything in the background you're distracted by like there's either a ton of people walking by or they've got closet doors open or what it's just like that tier zero experience so that's kind of the the stereotypical bad of what we're used to so that's tier zero <laughs> um, I'm hoping. Wait. So, do you actually offer tier zero? We do not. That's just more of a distinction to say tier zero is what you're used to getting. We can go all the way up until four, and now they start to see. Oh, okay. Now I at least understand that this is something different. Okay. So you have it there so that they can. And actually, I would imagine when it comes to them choosing between different speakers, it's going to open them up to ask the other ones that you might be in competition with some questions in terms mm-hmm. of what their offerings are. Exactly. Yeah, they might. And they may not use the language of, say, tier zero, but they might be like, okay, so I'm curious when you set this up, what type of audio are you using or what's kind of the background? And this is kind of an important kind of strategy thing is for when you're doing virtual meetings with people to, to pitch yourself, you should be showcasing the tier that you will deliver in or at least close to it. So don't like, you know, don't have your virtual meetings with the tier zero equivalent, which is just your laptop sitting on your computer. It's pointed upwards. Your nostrils are mostly kind of the biggest thing on screen is just a kind of upward view of your nostrils, bad backlighting, et cetera. Even for something as simple as a quick call with a meeting planner, that's going to help them set the stage. That's going to position in their head what they're going to see for the webinar. Even if you're like, no, but I have a whole studio and I'm going to get into it. Well, like actually show, like show, don't just tell. And so that's an important thing to recognize even so not having tier zero meetings almost in effect. So if tier 15 and a magical, I know you, you have tier, you have five tiers, but let's say tier 15, if I'm on a huge stage and there's fireworks and stuff, you're saying on my conference call, I need to be on the stage holding my mic with fireworks going off. And I'm, I'm like, okay, let's talk timing. Is that how that should work? It, maybe not that extreme, but okay. at least maybe have video of it. Okay. Right. At okay. least be, you know, in your live call, be like, Hey, I want to kind of demonstrate just very quickly. And this is an interesting thing. So part of where this came from a virtual is one being an engineer, um, you know, loving computers and two saying, okay, how do we take advantage of the virtual medium? Rather than trying to just replicate the in-person experience and say, Hey, this is this is our best substitute. I hope it's okay. More of say, no, if this is going to be virtual, let's take advantage of it. And one of those advantages of virtual is video is that, you know, if you're at an in-person event and someone shows a video, I don't know if you're like me, but when I'm in the audience that I'm like, there better be a really good reason why you're showing a video and not just doing the same thing. Like if it's yeah. just a video to say you're cool, I don't want to see it. If it's a video clip of you being funny, it's like, just be funny in real life because you go from a 3D person live to now a video screen that you have to watch versus in virtual, you can seamlessly go from talking and go into a 
video pre-recorded and the experience for the end user is exactly the same. They're still watching a screen. They're still seeing it. So if you're on a, a virtual meeting, this is part of what kind of separates the tier four, the, the highest level. But uh, if you're in a meeting talking with someone, you can say, let me show you what we do for our virtual keynotes. And then you can kind of seamlessly go into that video. Now you could show some of the firework footage, et cetera. You don't necessarily have to set them off for that kind of tier 15, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Okay. So let's do just a very brief overview of the different tiers. So we understand yep. tier one or no tier zero, cause we're, we're doing engineering here. Mm -hmm. Tier zero is pretty much the sucky tier. Right. Yep. It's like, yeah, you don't want to offer this. You don't want it to be an option for people to, to, to get. It's more of a way of saying, Hey, I'm not tier zero. We're better than kind of that, that stereotypical bad that you're used to. Tier one is using all the same equipment. So using still built in uh, audio, built in video, which we don't necessarily recommend, but if you're going to, if you're limited to just the built in stuff, at least then elevating the camera, the computer so that it is eye level. So you're not seeing those nostril shots, changing the background so you're not backlit. Uh, cleaning up the back rooms, background so you don't have clutter, making sure that you're talking to your significant other or your kids or your pets or that kind of stuff so that there's not a ton of background noise going on. So basically, it's all of the basics of tier zero, but at a at least a professional looking level. And so again, you're using built-in video and built-in audio, but you're at least adding a little bit of basic lighting. You're maybe bringing in a lamp so that you like are a little bit more lit and not backlit. The delivery is a little bit better. Maybe you're educating the users on how to change their experience so that uh, it's not just you talking over slides. You are adding a little bit of interaction, taking advantage of chat or polling, et cetera. So the entire experience is a professional version of the built-in basic technology. Okay. Okay. And then level two. Level two. Uh, level two is elevating all of that just a little bit. So that is now bringing in a webcam, right? A USB webcam, something like a Logitech Brio or the C9030, if you can get your hands on it. You know, I know a lot of those are out of stock. The audio is something that is a USB microphone. Maybe it's a Samsung Q2U or the Blue Yeti. You've got headphones in so that you don't have any type of echo. You maybe get a USB ring light or one of those clip-on ring light that's like 10 bucks or something like that. So it's at least a little bit brighter. And you also, the delivery of it starts to change a little bit. Instead of just having you talking over slides, maybe for part of it, you stop sharing your screen so that it's a direct camera to you so that you do kind of engage and chat with the audience. And then maybe you go back into sharing your screen. You've got more of that interaction with Q&A and chat and, and things like that. So it is, it's now all of the, it's not a ton of investment, maybe a small amount of investment, but it's a slight elevation of what you've done before. Okay. And it sounds to me like this is probably the level where many of our peers, even with limited resources, can aim for there at least. Does that sound like an, an accurate... It does. Yep, exactly. So that should be a, you know, that's kind of the, at least kind of for most people, they can at least kind of get to tier two because tier okay. one's kind of like, okay, if I'm just going to do a webinar every now and then I can get away with that. Tier two is like, yeah, if you want to start to maybe lead a virtual workshop mm -hmm. or you want to kind of elevate the status of it, start to look towards tier two and what you can. Okay. So let's talk about tier three because we have some overachievers listening. We got to make our way up the list. 
Yeah, tier three is where it starts to get really exciting. And this is where church starts to turn more into that virtual keynote experience where you're differentiating yourself from before. You're saying this is actually something that is produced and that I'm invested in, right? Partially you investing in equipment says, hey, this wasn't a virtual event that I just decided to do once and I'm, I'm claiming I can do it. But like, no, this I do enough to justify having additional equipment. And so that is using things like cameras connected via HDMI. So maybe it's a DSLR, maybe it is a, a PTZ camera, maybe it's an actual video camera connected to HDMI. You can then bring it in either through a hardware switcher. So the A10 Mini Pro is a popular one, or you can use software switchers like OBS or Wirecast. But with that, you're going to have seamless integration of slides. So rather than, hey, wait a second, let me share my screen. Now that's going to change and it's all small for you, etc. It's like, nope, I press a button or I do a short shortcut and now immediately into slides. This also might be when you're introducing picture in picture, which there's multiple ways to do that picture in picture view, but that's where you're talking and then the slides are small next to you kind of in the, the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, so the visual experience is very different. The audio is elevated. It's uh, still maybe a blue Yeti or maybe you're going with the Rode lavalier microphone so that it's actually like closer to you and just you kind of talking. Mm -hmm. lighting you've maybe picked up a three-point lighting system off of amazon so you're you're very well lit if you are having a virtual background it's a good professional virtual background with maybe the client's logo in it or you at least have a clean background that you're using and again like i said then you're using picture in picture you have the talking head shop but then you also have maybe a secondary camera angle you know q a chat polls you know all the settings for breakout rooms you know how to share a whiteboard like you know the advanced features and it's all kind of seamless throughout okay okay level three sounds pretty fun now i'm really curious about level four because on level three we had switchers we had roads, Mike. So we, we had backgrounds with our clients' images on them. So what's level four? Yeah. So level four, and, and this is a great point that I don't think that everyone needs to, not everyone has to shoot for tier four, mm -hmm. right? Because this is, it is, it's, this is basically a, a, a TV produced program is what it feels like. Okay. And this is, if you've, if you've seen any of the work that Vin Jang or mm -hmm. Dan Thurman or Drew Davis of what they've done, mm -hmm. they're at this kind of like level four experience where they have multiple camera angles. They might even have someone on site switching for them. So maybe a family member or they have a virtual producer that's come in and can switch for them so they don't have to be the one that's doing it mm -hmm. they are maybe seamlessly going in and out of video this is something that uh, drew davis does really well where he'll be like hold on just a moment and he'll step off the screen mm -hmm. and then it will start right into a video and for a, a split second, the audience is like, wait, are we outside now? Is this a live thing when we're outside? And then you realize, oh, no, it's just that he's wearing the same thing in his pre-recorded video. So now that it feels like this complete experience. Some groups, even uh, of that group, they might even go into a completely different scene. So they might walk off camera, switch to a different camera, and they go into a light board session, or they go into a different room so Dan Thurman can kind of do some of his, his juggling or some of the other like physical things that he does. And so it feels very much like like a produced TV show. And that's kind of even at that then highest level, I think, of kind of what some people are doing. All of the equipment that they're using, it's very high end. So maybe instead of the ATEM Mini Pro, they might be using the, te the ATEM Television Studio Pro, which is like a $3,000 piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. They might be using lavalier systems, multiple microphones. They might have a five-point lighting system, right? It's all elevated to this kind of much higher level. And again, not everyone has to shoot for that. I think you can have a great virtual keynote experience. It's very different for a lot of people 
at tier three. I think you can sit in the middle between tier two to tier three and still deliver a, a great program without a huge amount of investment, but learning the tools very well. But that's at least the range of experience. And now the client can at least say, oh, okay, well, we at least know for sure we don't want tier zero or tier one. What can you do to kind of elevate the experience for our, our audience? Well, and what's powerful about this is that we're now in a time where we're in different locations, but many of our locations have opened up enough where we can get to studios and things. So even mm-hmm. if someone wanted to offer a tier four, but doesn't have all the equipment at home, there are places we can go to still do that for clients that are willing to make that level of investment. Absolutely. And because, and even with social distancing rules, a lot of those studios are doing a great job of setting it up where it's like, you can come in and you're never closer than six feet from each other because they can do all their production from far enough back. They have the camera angles. You just go onto the stage or you go onto their, you know, their studio soundstage of where you're going to do the recording. So you're exactly right. You can deliver that experience without necessarily investing in all of the equipment. So speaking of investments, okay, and and on Voices of Experience, because we're part of National Speakers Association, uh, Andrew, you already know this, we don't talk specific pricing, but what I like to do is talk pineapples. So let's look at these different levels. So let's say level one, because again, level zero's level sucks, so we don't want everyone to be there. At level one, if we charge 10 pineapples, do we charge 10 pineapples for all the levels? Or, Or what are your suggestions on how we approach pricing? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think with the elevated experience comes an elevation in in pineapples, for sure. Like, I think that, yeah, if you're recognizing, because it's also for different, like I would not do level four for a 10-person workshop that I'm leading because mm-hmm. I think it's too much. It, it would be like delivering a 10-person uh, in-person workshop, but coming out on the stage with the fireworks, et cetera. Yeah, you and look so, like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, this is too extreme because there is still tremendous value for some experiences. I know some speakers, right? Phil Jones talked about this in, the, uh, in his influence session of like, yes, some people are doing the big stage, multiple camera angles, et cetera. But for some people, it's like, no, I want to get 50 people into a room and have a sit down heart to heart conversation. Now that's still going to be a tier two to tier three level, right? He's still using external audio. He's still like, there's still good lighting, et cetera. You still want it to be a professional experience, but it doesn't have to be that extreme. So I think it's proportionate to the size of event is also going to relate to, you know, the number of pineapples and the equipment that you're going to use. Very good. Well, Drew, I want to be really respectful of your time. And you have given us so much to think about in terms of how we can start to offer different tiers to our clients and and really investigate how we can best service them. Is there anything that you'd want to leave our listeners with as a last thought as they start to develop their own tiers? Sure. I think, you know, certainly whether you need to do, you don't necessarily need to have every single component of each tier to get there. It's just more of a way to start thinking about things a little bit differently from talking with clients. Some of the things that really kind of differentiate you from that traditional webinar is really good audio. So making sure that you have a good audio system and that you hear it and you don't have too much background noise, really good lighting as a starting point. Video quality almost matters a little bit less because you're going to have bandwidth issues for some groups anyway, but that, you know, still having good video and and framing and picture in picture is one of the quickest ways to differentiate yourself from other groups. And that can come from something like a hardware switcher, like an A10 mini pro, or uh, I'll give you a a great secret for people to check out is Prezi video. Prezi video is one of the quickest, easy way, easiest ways to create picture in picture. And that 
seemingly still blows people's mind. So right now it's blowing people's mind to see it. Very soon it's gonna be the base level that you need to hit if you wanna be seen in that top tier as a virtual presenter. What if I told you that Andrew was kind enough to offer NSA members a handout on crafting a virtual hierarchy? Just head on over to nsaspeaker.org forward slash VOE podcast and click on the members resources link. Thank you for tuning into Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. You do not want to miss next week's episode. I'll see you then. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.